What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Spice After Dark, abbreviated It's Sad. But we are not sad tonight. I'm here with my co-host, Jacob Benson. I am your host, Brendan Merkel. And tonight we've got a great show. We're uh, packing it in with a bunch of football talk as we're looking very closely at two divisions tonight. Sorry, already had a drink. Um, Both the NFC South and the NFC West, uh, we're getting down there in NFC teams, but Yeah, we're going to look at how the teams are looking after the offseason during training camp and just our predictions for the upcoming year. So, But before all that, we'll catch up with you guys and look at our biggest owns and dubs as of late. Uh, You're not going to want to miss out. This is it's basically Eli and Peyton Manning uh, coming at you right here. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. shaky off that intro i mean we haven't been doing this for a little bit uh took a week break but we're back at you uh packed packed in a a show for you tonight so me and me and jacob are ready to get started jacob i hear you have just cracked open a drink what are you drinking tonight my friend i'm going with old reliable back into my college bullshit with the bud light seltzers so funny story done this isn't exactly beer running it's seltzer it's different no, but yes. I went to South Dakota um, up in Yankton. So have you ever heard of Lewis and Clark Lake? I've heard of Lewis and Clark. <laughs> okay, smartass. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So it's literally a lake on the border between Nebraska and South Dakota. And first of all, the landscape up there is just gorgeous. You got to get up there sometime. Really, uh, you, you really got to see it in the summer. Anyways, I bought like a case of Bud Light Seltzers and everyone's like, Oh, you don't like your beer clients. And I literally spent the entire day doing like a lawyer argument. Like, no seltzer is in fact, not beer. Like where are the carbohydrates? And I was just getting into all this. Like I literally became a lawyer and a lobbyist for seltzers, not Ben Shapiro. Like my, like Matthew McConaughey from Lincoln lawyer. But anyways, so first of all, lakes are awesome. I'm glad I finally got to experience, I guess that would be my second like day because of 4th of July. But anyways, yes, bro. Um, what do you drink at night? Uh, you know, I'm drinking a good old IPA. Uh, I know, I know, I'm that guy. But you're got you're that guy every week. I know. Yeah, it's. I know people hate on the IPAs, but they for some reason I enjoy them a lot. So I I can't stop drinking them. You know. Yeah, and Brennan, but, actually, I'm surprised that you haven't mentioned my shirt that I'm wearing this evening. Oh yes, my uh, fellow co-host is wearing a shirt that says "Commit Tax Fraud" with a picture of Barney the dinosaur on it. Yeah, it's one of those shirts I bought on Instagram, and it took <laughs> almost a month to get to my house. I actually bought a few things off of Instagram as well because they just like somehow the algorithm just knows exactly the style of clothes that you like to wear. It's kind of creepy. It, it tracks your cookies, but Brennan, I want to talk about something real quick. So there's two things actually one. So first of all, congratulations on getting a job, by the way. I'm in the interview process. So, okay. Congratulations on getting I, the interview process. But I'm of, deep in it. So we're, I'm hoping it works out. Brennan is balls deep in this interview process. 
I am. Yeah, I don't actually. I don't want to go there. But yes. Speaking of balls, um, I actually started watching The White Lotus on HBO with my family today, and like with my parents. And like within the first twenty minutes of the episode, you're watching Steve's on like choke his balls and check himself for cancer. And nice. Do you see a nutsack? Yes, you do. And you see you see some shaft, and it's disgusting. Wow. Yeah. Just sitting right next to your mom on the couch. You guys just ate what spaghetti and meatballs for dinner? No, we had chicken salads. Okay. That's good then. <laughs> no, but I literally, so I took the remote, paused it, and I was like, pause. And then <laughs> I was just like, this is the dad from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. I just couldn't. Oh, couldn't really? It. It, yes. It's him? Yeah. You, so him. you saw his ball sack? Yes. Maybe. And it wasn't like in Step Brothers where it's like clearly a prosthetic like going over the drum set. Like this was this was real kitten caboodle. Wow. Yeah. That's that's wild actually. I, I feel like I'm almost traumatized by this. Yeah. You saw you saw a grown man's ball sack. Yeah. And it wasn't like when you go to the gym uh the JCC where I go and it's just a bunch of old guys. But oh yeah, what I was getting to. But Brendan, since you and I are we're working men now, right? So we have you, you and I have officially established this after work culture. So I know you're still grinding it out at Home Depot, um, and you come home, you have a drink or two, and you watch, you watch TV. I think I'm at that point in my life now where I come home from work, and I sit down in a chair for three hours straight, and I just watch New Girl with a drink in my hand. That's literally what I become, dude. No, uh, dude. I mean, it's work just takes everything out of you, and it, it's it's really sad as you come to realize like this is what the rest of my life is going to be. It's going to work, and hopefully, you know, you find a job that you enjoy, so it doesn't feel like that. But I enjoy my job for the most part. You know, you're you're just at work doing your job, waiting until you get off of work only to commute like an hour home. And then by the time you get home, it's like six. So you're just like, (laughs) you got to make yourself dinner, got to eat some shitty dinner. And then the rest of the night is yours to just do whatever. And for me, yeah, that's being a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. Actually, you know, right now I've been working out, but as my schedule changes and becomes busier, via you know maybe a new job whatever i just know that i'm gonna lose the motivation to do anything productive after work well that's why i cheat the system and i just work out at like six in the morning every day see that's i think that's what i'm gonna have to do gonna have to hit the ymca and see old sweaty ball sacks at six in the morning before i go to work except it's not on an hbo television episode yeah, except it's not Steve Zahn's balls, so it doesn't have, <laughs> it's not cool. Oh, I'm glad you remembered his name. All right, B. Murky, should we get into our owns and dubs guy? Let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just start off with an own because I know you were definitely going to take this. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, biggest own. And uh, it turns out, guys, he is not a pervert. He's just Italian. Italian. <laughs> that was one of the wildest headlines I've ever seen. I mean, the memes that – like came from this the cool memes i guess you could call them yeah um were it, it, they were incredible the italian slander i love how all italians are just like it was like the purge they were just like you know for 24 hours you guys can just slander just us say whatever you want. want well okay well, let me get mine in andrew cuomo you have officially gaba de last ghoul <laughs> there we have the title of the episode though that's funny yeah gaba um, de last ghoul. 
All right. My, another own that I had, which I could be taking it from you as well, um, was the Nebraska alt jerseys that they released oh, over the weekend, which uh, resembled one of Nebraska's uh, mascots called Lil Red. Who Hated wears, mascots, like, by the way. Yeah, the worst one by far. Uh, who wears like just straight just red overalls. Looks like a little bitch. Looks like one of those guys that you, uh, that are in Super Smash Bros that like, are just like the biggest little assholes that like I Nate? can't remember their name. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they look like Ike from like uh, South Park. Yeah. The little Canadian yeah. guy. It just looks like such a little pussy. And um, so like you you have this style that's just like the worst thing ever. Throw it on a jersey and I fell for it. I thought it was real. But I, it turns out it's not. So. Okay, thank God. Because I was just about to say when I first looked at it, I thought that shit was fake. And I was like, no way. <laughs> Sorry, I messed with my mic. There's no <laughs> way that Scott Frost would ever allow that bullshit to happen with the team. First of all, yeah. they don't win enough games to even be lucky enough to wear alternate jerseys. Honestly, it's it might have been a jersey that we deserve to wear. Honestly, that's uh, how bad we are. It's like it's like getting one of those credit cards where you're only just rebuilding credit, and once you win a game wearing those uniforms, that's when you're allowed to not be off that and go to a regular credit card. Yeah, I agree. So I, I think Trev Alberts came out and said like. Hey, I know you guys been talking about this, but it's not happening. So, right. Hey, first, first good, uh, good check mark for Trev Alberts was uh, kicking that one under the bus. So, heck yeah, brother! I'm gonna go with a dub here. Outer Banks season two has officially taken over our world, and you know what? I'm okay with it, Brennan. It was such a good season. Like, I it it breaks my heart that you don't like watching this show. <laughs> it's not even that you don't like watching it you've just never even put in the time and that just it, it hurts so bad brennan no no you need to get with it bro i have literally known people who have never watched a netflix show in their life find this show like uh, humorously attractive <laughs> that's an interesting it's way a cultural icon i don't I want to go with john freaking halloween this year it's a comedy no it's not a comedy there's funny aspects of it yeah, see, I don't know. If you just... like beach culture at all and indie rock and wearing Hawaiian shirts and just drinking beers with the boys, Brennan, everything, maybe some treasure hunts here and there too. Brennan, everything that you could possibly want in a TV show is all in 10 hours worth of this. Are season. you saying are you saying there's pirates? I ain't saying there's pirates, but I'm saying there are teenagers played by 20-year-olds. <laughs> That that's looking for gold. That sounds like every other Netflix show that comes out once well, okay. every two months. It's not as bad as Riverdale. Riverdale is like over that, the top. So. See, I didn't watch it either, but I've seen enough about it where it's like 30-year-olds playing high schoolers. And you could tell the directors definitely went to school in the nineteen eighties where they were actually talking to each other like that. But if you even like if you watch the show for a second, you're like, no, this is no, no, I'm not watching this. Yeah, I think it, I think the era of depicting high schoolers in any sort of television or movie is we need to just finish that up because Absolutely. I can't relate to it. Okay. Go ahead with your next one. <laughs> um, all right. I'll do a dub. Um, I actually, I read a Washington post article the other day that said that hermit crabs are apparently sexually excited by some element that's in plastic, you know, found that, is unfortunately littered in the ocean. Um, so that's obviously not a, a dub, but the, it, go the, clean all the, the dub, right the now, dub right part now. of it is at least, you know, as humans destroy the planet, at least hermit crabs can get off to it. Right. 
Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a pretty cool little tidbit, a little fact. Yeah. Well, hearing Hermit Crabs get sexually excited about anything is obviously going to be breaking news. But yeah, it should Brian, be. Go to the ocean right now. Just clean up all the plastic. Get out there. I will. I will. <laughs> no, but um, okay. I'm going to end off with an own here. So I don't know if you've been keeping up with this TikTok trend going on, or at least it's been popping on my timeline. There's this account named Bentelect. I don't know if you've heard of it before. No. Okay. So it's this guy that pretty much just reads um, these tweets and just like Facebook posts and just like really kind of like dad joke memes, right? In pictures is like, oh, like uh, Coke or, or coffee or tea, like on an air flight attendant. She's like, uh, coffee. She's like, wrong, it's tea. He like just reads those out loud and starts laughing. And then there's these people. There's this account called Dovin or Dova. So it's like Skyrim. That's what they call the dragons, which I thought was hilarious. But it's Dova and he like, stitches those videos and it's just something super dark it's like satanic stuff and it's just like a super deep voice like we're living in your walls benjamin we're coming oh i have seen that yeah they're just trying to like freak the shit out of people pretty much just like a a bad trip (laughs) well what got me was lionsgate the the film company got in on this today too i watched this this morning before i uh, drove to work and i was like Oh, now we got we got big Hollywood getting involved with this now. You know, this is a really big thing happening. Yeah, it, I've seen that. It starts off as like a, a trendy looking TikTok. Then all of a sudden it's just like a dark stairwell with like a, a Donnie Darko looking like rabbit. And he's just yeah. like, hell is real, Benjamin. And then it's just, <laughs> and then I'm, I literally never watch the video through because it always scares the shit out of me. I'm just like, fuck this. Well, what's funny is when you see it, it's like something that's like a really bad picture. And it's just like that Siri voice or the female voice is like, guys, I can't do the voice. I don't know how somebody showed me how to do the voice. And it's just that. Like, it doesn't say like Benjamin ever coming for you or anything. First of all, <laughs> imagine being named Benjamin. Well, and first that of all, happens to you. Bentelec guy needs to get a gat. He needs to get some higher security and protect himself before he gets. He's got to protect his neck. Yeah, for protect real. your neck, Benjamin. All right, all right. Do you so have any more? I had one more dub. Um, kind of a culmination of dubs because football is officially back. We had the Hall of Fame game last Thursday. Um, Cowboys Steelers didn't get to watch it unfortunately, but I was. I was horny nonetheless, uh, just knowing it was happening. Uh, I, I know some of the starters got some play time, but also the Hall of Fame ceremony was pretty sweet. I love yeah. watching just hey. giant David Baker, uh, you know, those clips where it, he's like coming up behind like the um, Hall of Fame inductees and surprising them like at their homes with their families. So it's always just a heartwarming thing that never gets old. Do you see Peyton Manning's bust? I did. He looked scary. Yeah, he looks pissed off. And you know that's just so unrealistic because you know Peyton Manning has never frowned in his life. Yeah, and his head is way bigger than the bust. So um, <laughs> That too. But speaking of, uh, this is another kind of half dub, but Jay Cutler officially has a Twitter account. I've been – I haven't followed him yet, but I, I'll tell you I see every single one of his tweets. Um, and he, he tweets about – PTA meetings, parent-teacher conferences, mm. all the time, um, which is kind of a hilarious thing for you know a, a retired quarterback uh, to do. So I, I just thought that was pretty funny. But that that just honestly pulls everything together. Uh, just football's back, and it, it feels so good. I think it's like officially 32 days from today is when our first football game uh, occurs. Way so. before that, I think, right? No, no, it's no? not, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I'm, oh, because – yeah, yeah. we're almost halfway through August now. 
Yeah. So it's like yeah. just about like four ish weeks. I think. Yeah. We have four and a half weeks left. Yeah. So Good call. Is, the, is the Thursday game, does it start with the Thursday game or no? Actually. Yes. I, yeah. So yeah. So Cause, I yeah. Guess, Cause I remember uh, chiefs and Texans were the first game last year. Okay. Yeah. You're right. So that, that makes sense. It's pretty much a, exactly almost a month away. So yeah, we're Work almost tomorrow. there. Yeah, we'll get We're almost there. there. Speaking of football, Brennan, should we get into our little uh, analysis? I think more we NFC? should. Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What are we starting right. with tonight? We're looking at the NFC South. Yes, sir. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's I got a do it. Allergy coughs. All right. Let's go in alphabetical order by location. <coughs> so we'll start with Atlanta. That is the most specifically interesting way to phrase our order um but yeah let's let's start with the falcons um last year they were the worst team right in the nfc south four and 12 uh that's that's really bad um this year they kind of they kind of cleaned ship they cleaned ship actually like mid-season last year didn't they they fired dan quinn during the season yep um now they've got a new head coach arthur smith who was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans last year. Um, they've also brought in a previous assistant coach with the Chicago Bears, Dave Rigone. So, you know, little shout-out to my boy, Rigone. Well, and speaking of Titans, pretty recently they actually just brought back – or they just signed uh, Donta Foreman. Yeah, and Monday. speaking of Titans, their best player, Julio Jones, is now a Tennessee Titan. So. I know. What is their bloodlust <laughs> with the Tennessee Titans, Brennan? <laughs> I don't know, but um, what are you what are you thinking about the Titans? Are do you like their off season moves? Do you think they the Falcons, are headed in the mean? right direction? Oh yeah, what did I say? You said the Titans, brother. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> so I got him confused already. So wh- what are you thinking about the Falcons? Sorry. Um, do you think their off season move moves like depict a better season than four and twelve? Or so this year, right now, the the Vegas win total has them at seven. What what is that? looking like for you that sounds pretty realistic honestly because it sounds like they're adding a lot of depth to their backfield right now and i think if they can become kind of a running offense um they just definitely make up for last year's mistakes because you know dan quinn i feel like it was almost like a john gruden situation like where he was just he just didn't care what happened to the team yeah, kind of like a Doug peterson yeah or doug peterson but well i mean doug peterson i i don't think we can even keep legally saying this but i think he was just trying to throw the team to get a better draft pick but no but like you know john gruden like when he was like on the raiders after a couple years he was just like let the team just kind of run itself down and then all of a sudden they get good again but here's the thing too i just feel like there was just no empathy for the team from dan quinn last year so they just they just it was just poor management you know because they didn't really do anything special since they went to the super bowl and lost to the patriots so and just got embarrassed by the Patriots, I should say. So I really just, I think with kind of an upgraded, you know, backfield depth, um, I just off season wise, it really doesn't even look like they've made like you'd think they'd have a lot more to say for what they've been doing, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I know they're definitely not going to have a positive record this year. So I kind of want to go with Vegas and say like, yeah, they're probably going to go seven and nine. Yeah. Is it seven? Seven and ten, right? Seven and uh, so yes, screwy. yes. Good lord, that's so. Yeah, I mean, people forget that the Titans were 
in the Super Bowl four years ago. Like that is pretty crazy. And then just Scott, yeah, Falcons. Oh my gosh, why do I keep doing this? I literally, yeah, I don't know why I'm. All right, uh, no more, no more. Calm yourself. Um, But you know, when I look at their off season, I I think it's a shaky start on the coaching hiring. I mean, Arthur Smith is fine. Um, I mean. Dave Ragone was the passing coordinator and QB coach for the bears during the Mitch Trubisky stint. So, you know, that's, that's already like a spot on the resume that if I'm an employer, you know, I'm pointing at that and I'm like, can you explain this? Can you explain this gap in your resume? Um, I mean, case of bad QB or coaching, I guess we'll find out. But um, I mean, the, the good thing about a new coaching staff is like, since there is already an established QB uh, Matt Ryan, it's like, it, it it does help with that transition. So yeah. like, I mean, well, the Falcons have talent on both sides, so it'll be interesting to see how Matty Ice uh, and Arthur, Arthur Smith mesh. Well, yeah. And losing Julio Jones, I think is just going to be the biggest blow to that team because here's the thing. He's already going on social media. He's talking to the media saying how much he already loves Tennessee, bro. Like that man is home now. He does not like, Atlanta screwed this man, and I feel so bad. And like they're losing, they're the probably the best receiver that they're going to have in a long time, bro. And oh yeah, so, that was their franchise player, right? That there. was, that was fran- like the fan favorite. Yeah, everyone loved Julio. And I mean, remember when uh, Shannon Sharp like he Kissed broke, him? <laughs> he like broke the story. He like illegally recorded and like released the recording of his phone call with Julio Jones, like on live television and was just like, Oh yeah, we're on live TV by the way. And that's how everyone found out like Julio Jones was like not happy in Atlanta. And then it all kind of spiraled downhill from there. But I, I do agree that the biggest like off season move for them was losing Julio Jones. Yeah. So it kind of, for me, like, yeah, their draft class, they took Kyle Pitts, whatever. Um, that shows at least they still have faith in Matt Ryan. But um, I just – Honestly, at this point, should they? I think I think Matt Ryan still has a, a couple years left. I mean, he was like – he was the passing leader like two or three years ago, and then he's been like top three in the last like two years or something. So, I mean, he's still he's still just gunning it. But, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's the question where it's kind of like Julio probably wanted out because, you know – once they get to closing games and scoring, they can't. So I, I, I do think the Falcons, they had a fine draft, whatever. Um, you know, I, Wasn't. if I was their organization, would I have debated taking fields at four over pits? Maybe, yeah, or five. What, I can't remember if they had four or five. Well, but, you know, I, I don't hate it. And that's only as, like, that would just be a really good contingency because, you know, Matt Ryan's up there. Like yeah, he's not going to be around forever and having Julio, like, or I'm sorry, not Julio Jones, um, Justin Fields, like ready to go. Mm-hmm. That could be a huge turnaround for that organization. Letting him work with the, you know, league vet, having him, you know, learn that offense. If he was able to like build up a better receiving core too, like that, that there's just so many things. Like it's all, what if it's all a, what if game, dude. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, so, uh, I think fields could have been a potential, uh, I mean, honestly, there's, there's few teams that he would fit like poorly on, but when when, for my prediction, uh, the seven win totals for this year, you know, I, I'm sorry, Falcons. There it is. 
I'm sorry, Atlanta. I, I do not think that they are going to hit seven. I really do not think so. I don't think so either. Um, now that I think about it, dude, uh, because I can't even really call this a rebuild year. They're getting a new coach. They really didn't have, yeah, Kyle, besides Kyle Pest, they really didn't have like a, like excelling draft class. Yeah. So no, we're, we're really about to find out if, because I want to see how Matt Ryan can really go in his age without Dan Quinn, just see if it was one of the situations where yeah, and without Julio. Just put in a bad and without Julio, just see if the quarterback's just put in a bad coaching situation or if quarterback just lost his touch. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Let's see it. Let's see it. So my final prediction, Brennan, I'm going to change mine from seven and 10 to six and 11, six and 11. That just sounds so wrong, but it does. I, I think, uh, I think I could uh, piggyback off you and say six and 11 sounds pretty good. Uh, I'm definitely going to take the under for seven. I just I don't see that happening. Absolutely. All right. Well, we can we can sweep that Atlanta out. Well, actually, Kanye West <laughs> recording Donda in the area. Do you think do you think that could happen? Ah, shit, I forgot about that too. All right, <laughs> you know can, what? Can we factor that in? I think that will actually tack on like three extra wins. So. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go. We'll go nine and uh, no, Jesus, nine and eight. Nine and, nine and eight. Yeah, nine and eight. This sounds Damn, so weird. Are I we, hate having to do math. I hate having to think about NFL records. I know. Me it too. usually is just so quick. Nine and seven. You it's know, it's two plus two, and now it's like two times two. You now know? it's yeah. Now it's uh. It's what, the 51? same thing, but yeah. Fifty-one divided by seventeen. What the hell are you doing right now? It's three. <laughs> Why? I'm sorry. Should we move on? You should be. And yes, and forty-one. It's wait, shit. Fifty-one divided by seventeen is three. Isn't that crazy? Two prime numbers making another prime number. That's yeah. terrible. It is terrible. All right, let's move on to Carolina. <laughs> Can we please move on? Of course. All right. So first of all, my condolences to um, Greg Olson's son. That is actually super sad news. Did you hear about it? I thought he was better. He needs a new heart, bro. No. Yeah. What did he what did he already get? Didn't he get something already? I don't know what exactly the treatment he got was, but like it's not looking good. I thought he like found somebody to donate. Yeah. Was it a Panthers fan? That's that is crazy. When was the last time? Oh, yeah, no. So, June 21st, son of former uh, Carolina Panthers tight end Greg Olson goes home after a heart transplant. Oh, so it ended up going through? Yeah. So okay. I, I think it ended up happening. Yes. Yeah, My bad. I did, not, uh, I did not keep up with the times Damn, like dude, I should you, have. You made me really sad for a second. I was going to say, I thought I had heard that uh, it went all right. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you were wrong. Okay, me too. That's like me going to like a Wisconsin like dive bar and just saying, "Hey, did you guys hear about Robin Williams?" Like in 2021. <laughs> that's like asking. That's like going up to a pregnant lady and or ask or uh, not a pregnant lady and asking uh, if she's pregnant. Actually, it's not as bad. That's definitely. That's probably the worst thing you could do to somebody. It is pretty bad. You're right. Yeah, especially if they don't even look like they would be pregnant. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a good uh, social experiment. But no, okay, let's let's move on to we'll, the we'll Panthers. Okay, we'll film it and put it on the Spice uh, Spice Edge Dark Instagram. Yeah, definitely. You're gonna do it though, not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So Panthers last year five and eleven, uh, one one more game than the Falcons. Um, this year their Vegas win total is at seven and a half. So they're uh, 
given them half of a game on uh, the previous team that we just talked about. Uh, so what are you what are you thinking about those current numbers? Yeah, so in my opinion, it all depends if Christian McCaffrey stays healthy all year. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. I 100% agree that Christian McCaffrey is the the maker break here for the team. Yeah, um, well, we'll see if Jesse Plemons, I'm sorry, Sam Darnold can actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, actually. He does kind of look like him. Yeah, the the pictures are horrible. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so Sam Darnold is officially off the Jets, as we all know, and now he is taking residence in um, actually, which which Carolina are they in? Just just pick a state already. <laughs> yeah, you're like, right. The yeah. border between North and South, so just like we're Carolina. We're I know just that's Carolina. definitely not the case. I know they're in North Carolina and all that too, but um, it's just funny to me. But yeah, so Sam Darnold, obviously, well, the Jets organization has just been a hot mess for years and years on end just like disappointment but we're not here to talk about the Jets Brennan we're here to talk about the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold's new involvement so do you think with a new team new mindset new coach new players new backfield new receiving core do you think the man can do it you know what I do I'm willing to give Sam Darnold another chance I mean no more Jets, no more crazy eyes, Adam Gase. He has probably the best, um, maybe not head coach, but offensive coordinator he's ever had in his career. Um, yeah, and he can't catch Mono again. Yeah, J- Joe Brady, who I think he was kind of, he was a, one of those guys that was up there for a hot candidate for a head coach this year, um, but he came back year two, the year two under Matt Rule too. Um, so, you know, He's got probably the best group of playmakers he's had in his career. You know, just hopefully he's not seeing ghosts again um, on the sideline, you know, passing to people who aren't even there. Right. uh, Like he said he was. But, you know, it's going to be one of those teams for me, one of the teams to watch. I think they'll be a fun team, especially, um, you know, after not a great season last year. Like we said, they, they were without Christian McCaffrey for like, I think, 14, 15 games. Um, Pretty much the entire season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey, I believe, was, you know, not as injured towards the end of the year, but they just, like, didn't end up bringing him back. Yeah. So that, that was a good sign. You know, I think he's, he's pretty healthy right now. Uh, I mean, dude's a f- freak of an athlete. But yeah. they, I was looking at their schedule, and, I mean, they do have an insanely hard schedule. So their final record – I could see may not show how good they really are, at least for this season. You know, I could see, um, I could see them being a lot better next year, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I could, I definitely still think that they could finish second place in this division. Absolutely. And I am so, okay. Second place actually does sound pretty realistic here, considering that I'm not trying to bring up the AFC West again, but here I am. There are so many parallels between the NFC South and the AFC West, and here's why I say that. Three of teams out of the four have gone through a shitload of changes in the offseasons. We just do not – we can't know for a fact how, like, how their season is going to play out. We can only guess. But we know for a fact that one of those teams in each, in each division is going to have an amazing year, and they're probably going to see each other in the Super Bowl yet, yet again. Yeah. So it's really a toss-up between who's going to place who and who. But we know for a fact uh, Chargers are probably – uh, I'm sorry. Denver's probably going to be last in the AFC West. Why are we talking about the AFC West? And then 
Atlanta is going to be probably last in the NFC South. Okay. So I'm just, I was keeping making, I was making the parallels. Oh, okay. I see. So I'm just uh, saying like they're, they're two very similar conferences. I could see or that. Divisions. Yeah. They're pretty top heavy, you know, and the rest of the teams are kind of fighting for that open uh, second spot, uh, especially like this year. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about the saints obviously in a second, mm-hmm. um, but you know, uh, they have the the reigning Super Bowl champions in their league, so I or their division. I mean, so I mean, I don't think that they can really give the Bucks a run for their money, but um, I think in the future they definitely can. Right, and I, I think there's a, they've got a lot of young talent on the team. Oh. Um, I, I really thought their draft class was actually they, it was a banger. So it's not often you see a team like legit upgrade like starting positions with rookies but i think they did that um plus they got i i'm really like chuba hubbard from ok state as a backup for cmc i know cmc is going to play like 90 percent of the snaps but that's a dude that's just an absolute tank that can come right. in and give him some some rest and i'll and we'll get to tampa bay and, uh later too but tom brady's not gonna be around forever as exactly. soon as that man is off that team tampa bay is just gonna start falling again he made yeah, that team so, relevant I mean, yeah, so Darnold, it's really like I, – I don't know. I can't remember what the contract is that they gave him. Was it like uh, two years with like the option or was it just like one year? I can't remember, but I mean I think it's it's something that's like it's depending on this season and how it goes if they like want to pick it up. Um, so it, it's – if he has a good season, you know, then that's great. but then they might have to pay him next year. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because, I mean, Sam Darnold is still a young quarterback. Like, I don't even know if that dude's 25 yet. Um, So we can't, like, just completely toss him out yet. we got to give him a chance. And Um, he's been performing well at the camps, apparently, from what I've been seeing. And McCaffrey's also been back at camp, too, running his ass off. And uh, I actually saw an article that Sam Darnold actually ran his first lap in three years because he made an error in practice. Really? Yeah. He said he never had to run a lap when he was on the jets and we can, we That's understand awesome. why. Cause he was probably aside from Le'Veon bell, he was probably their best player. Yeah. And I mean, that's just a, you know, it, it shows the difference in the coaching staff. That's just like, Hey man, you're not coming in here and just uh, take like, over. this isn't, this isn't your team. So I'm sure that's kind of, um, the mentality that they're going in, but I definitely think, you know, they brought in some good defensive players like AJ Bouye, but like their biggest offseason move is for sure getting CMC back. So yeah. I think uh, this is a guy that just infinitely opens up like any, any play on offense will immediately make an impact. Um, and I think it, he's like the perfect player to help just Darnold settle in. He's the perfect just safety valve. If, you know, a play goes to shit, you just dump it off to Christian McCaffrey and let him, let him run up the field. So my, my prediction is, you know, their second half schedule, like I said, is tough, but I think they could start out strong. So I think they could be like seven and five come their bye week. Uh, but then they have to close out the year playing Tampa twice. They have to play Buffalo. They've got to play the saints too. So it's like, I do think that they hit their seven and a half win total though. So okay. I don't know if I can predict an exact amount, but I think they go over seven and a half. <laughs> I can see that too, because like Lord knows, we'll probably see an upset or two this season too. Um, exactly. I can see McCaffrey being that guy that's going to be like the friend of the new kid that's stepping on town. And that's Sam Donald right now. Sam Donald's that new kid, transferring high schools, doesn't know anybody. 
he's just, you know, having a hard time adjusting. The Christian McCaffrey's like that guy that just like offers him a cigarette in the bathroom. He's like, hey, like I'll be your friend if you. McCaffrey you wants out, to but, get the balls. Yeah. So he, he, I could see that for sure. But he's That's also just, a tank, but one of the best uh, players in the NFL right now. Exactly. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to double up on your prediction that they're going to hit that seven and a half. Nice. We're, we're agreeing right now. Yeah, we are. Good. It's, it's nice when we have unison. Definitely. I don't like conflict, Brennan. No, let's, let's avoid that stuff. All right, let's get to the New Orleans Saints. Without Drew Brees, without Daddy Brees, who <laughs> cried when he left the field after losing to Tampa in the NFC Championship. Hey, come on, man. I know, but still. Don't shame him. No, that wasn't the NFC Championship. That was the divisional round. Yeah, I forgot. They played the Packers in the NFC Championship, and the Packers got shit on too. But anyways, so, and Drew Brees was not the only one that left the team. Uh, Patrick Robinson, he hasn't left yet, but he's going to be. So he's actually retiring this year. So he's their star cornerback right now, league vet. And Saints defense is always something that's been pretty admirable, in my opinion. They've never been like a dog. I've never, at least from what I remember, they have not been a dog shit defense in recent years. So, no, they're fine. Um, I mean, they they've still got Lattimore, so right. Marshawn Lattimore is fine. You right. know, I think they drafted some good defensive players that they still got Cam Cam Jordan on the the D line. So they've they've got veterans, but you know, last year they people actually forget that they were they came out on top of the NFC South. Um, so they were they were twelve and four. Um, Sean Payton's coming in for year 16 at head coach. Crazy. Uh, Pete Carmichael, year 13 at offensive coordinator. I mean, this is the exact opposite of, like, the Panthers and the Falcons on the terms of new personnel warming up to each other. I mean, this is a, a front office and coaching staff that's been together for a long-ass time. Yeah, they got so, a I mean, system, and it's working for them. Yeah, but like you said, like, the biggest offseason – move for them was yeah drew Brees losing their franchise quarterback from the last like 18 years so um it's no surprise that they've won so much when you got all those things meshing together for so long well it's not even that well i mean it is because you know Jameis winston and Taysom hill so the saints have to prepare for 10 new starters on the team for week one of the season dude that is a big change yeah it is. That is the biggest dilemma, in my opinion, because first of all, Jameis Winston has had a tough debut in the NFL, and I want I want to see him get that other shot because he clearly did not succeed in Tampa. He did not exactly perform well as Drew Brees backup when he would have to go in. I just I worry about it because he's had snaps since his time in the NFL and he just can't do it. So him being the starter now, or no, Taysom Hill, right? Taysom Hill will likely be the starter. Taysom Hill will likely be the starter. So that sucks for Jameis Winston. They're still going to be back up, but still, I guess sucks for him, but not bad for Saints fans. But yeah. still, like without Drew Brees, like you're losing the dad of the team, man. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, he was everyone's what, big brother. Yeah, his, everybody's big brother that was shorter than them. 
so that it didn't too. seem like a well, big brother. But oldest was. is always the shortest, man. Yeah, my brother's so, taller than me. Damn, that sucks. Okay, but um, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I'm no, I mean, I this it, has been like one of the biggest like QB battles of the off season. I think is Jameis Winston versus Taysom Hill. Um, and while I think, while I personally think Taysom will win the job, um, just because you know we saw him come in last year and the team was able to win with Taysom at quarterback, you know, right. it wasn't, it wasn't to the standard of a Drew Brees win where, you know, you could throw, I mean, actually, I guess last year Drew Brees couldn't throw that well at all. So I, but like, remember when Jameis would come in and have like a few plays where he would just throw it deep and he had that crazy ass play, like the flea flicker and he just chucked it deep. They scored like a 60 something yard touchdown on like a single Jameis snap. Yeah. And, everybody like knew it was coming and they still like threw it deep and scored. So that's the kind of like, those are the kind of plays that you can get with Jameis, but then you also get like the, the blind side, like throw, throw a pick six when you're just not paying attention at all. So that's kind of like, that's the, I, I would say that the ceiling is much higher when you have Jameis Winston at quarterback, but like, it's definitely a much safer floor when you're starting Taysom Hill. So that's probably why Taysom will get the start. But, you know, you say, say it doesn't work out with him. Um, Cause I mean, if you, if you look at the offense right now, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas is out maybe until like, if they're lucky October, it could be November. Um, they've had other injuries to wide receivers. Also Michael Thomas, is like cryptic like posting about the saints on Twitter and stuff. So uh, he might not even come back to play for the saints. So I couldn't tell you the names of any other wide receiver on this team. So as in Michael Thomas is like low key trying to leave. Yeah, I could see it. I could see them trading him. So, I mean, um, I, I see this offense struggling to find, like I said, like it's identity with one of its new quarterbacks. Um, and I mean, either could, like they could never quite figure it out or figure it out too late so for that reason um you know i respect sean payton a lot as a coach oh yeah so i could see this team scraping out nine wins but i'm not going to take that nine and a half total that vegas has them at right now because i just think that's a lot to ask for from a team that they don't even know their starting quarterback yet right so I think realistically also they're not going to hit that nine wins, Brennan. I think they're probably going to come in third. If we're being realistic about this, I think they're going to be third in the NFC South this year. See, I think so too. I think, I think, uh, I think our Carolina Panthers are, are the I sneaky think, pick right here. Yep, I think they're going to be our dark horse team in the NFC South. They're not going to win the division, obviously, for obvious reasons, right? Yeah. But they're going to, they're going to sneak their way back up there. Saints are just going to, I'd say after this year, if they can kind of find their groove, which is all this new change, like all the new changes going on, dude, I think that they will be able to recover. I think the NFC South, it's, it's so weird because here's the thing. By the time that you'd expect some of these teams to be good because they just have so much going on in the off seasons and they had just like their team, you can tell that their teams are going in a completely different direction as far as what they were. Yeah. And then when Tom Brady retires, inevitably, like, it's it's going to be the Wild West in the NFC South. Yeah, and I I don't think that the Saints are in the best position to succeed post-Brady, you know? 
Well, here's the thing, though. We don't know how many years Brady's going to keep playing because every year he's always like, oh, if I win another one, I'll, I'll retire. And he wins another one, and he doesn't retire. So <laughs> True. I hope, should we, uh, I hope this is last year. Should we use that as a little transition unless you had something else to add about the Saints? No, nah, Saints 8 and, eight and 9. 8 and 9. I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, – Let's look at our reigning Super Bowl champions. Uh, last year, eleven and five, going four and zero oh in the playoffs, knocking out the Washington Football Team, the New Orleans Saints, the Green Bay Packers, and then the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, yep, yeah. They uh, their Still win hurts. total right now is the second highest in the league, behind the Chiefs, um, sitting at eleven and a half. Um, and, you know, I think regardless of the Vegas win totals, I think they are right now the consensus pick to re- repeat winning it. Um, but what are you – what are your thoughts on the Bucks 2021 team? I think it's pretty obvious because they essentially didn't make a single change to their team in the offseason. They have – all their starters are returning. <laughs> so – it's just – it's so weird because – don't get me wrong. Excuse me. I respect Tom Brady as a football player, Brennan. As much as I hate him, I respect him, and I have to. There's no reason not to. But, dude, like, he is single-handedly – like I said earlier here, he's made this team relevant again. He is the reason that that team – he is the sole reason that that team made it to the Super Bowl last year and actually won the damn thing. Okay? It's clear that – no matter what happens during the regular season, playoff, whatever the hell team Tom Brady's on is going to be succeeding in some direction, unless they're just completely blindsided uh, by some, I don't know if it's injuries or yeah. just bad coaching throughout the game or what's going on. Or Tom Brady's like taking too many laxatives. So he's just shitting himself, but it's just too horny it it literally does not matter what the regular season record is bro they're making the playoffs i'm very confident that they're going to be making the super bowl i I think we're looking at a repeat of last year yeah so so how i look at it because if you look at the bucks season last year they really didn't even hit their stride until like mid-season like oh i know season because i was hoping Um, that they were going to be like having a negative record because they started off so terribly. Yeah, but then then they just absolutely demolished everyone up right. through the Super Bowl. I mean, this was a dominant team, and that's the scary thing about this year is like Brady is not going to have any learning curves now. They shouldn't need half a season to hit their stride. You know, Bruce Arians and Brady both said that last year, like they didn't hit their <clears throat> true potential, and they won the Super Bowl. Like that's that is some scary shit for other teams. Like yeah. This team, sure I mean, I, I really do want to shout out this franchise because actually bringing back all of your starters, all of your coaching staff, like that's seriously impressive and like the best thing you could hope for as a team and player, like everybody coming back. The, plus their draft was pretty good. So, I mean, they literally retained everyone and brought in like even better, newer talent. So I've been reading a lot that this team has looked sharp early, you know, meaning that they're not hungover from winning. There's no Super Bowl hangover and they're hungry still. So I think that's just the Tom Brady effect, dude. I mean, this dude just keeps his teams hungry. Yeah. I think the only thing that's ever stopped Tom Brady from winning Super Bowls has been the Madden curse. 
Yeah, probably. Even though I guess Patrick Mahomes broke that because he was on the twenty Madden twenty twenty cover and he still won. But um, well, now they're both going to be on it this year. That's so dumb. It is kind of dumb, but I get I, it. I hate that they get along, dude. Well, how could they not? I know, I know, I know, but I hate that they do. Actually, I guess if they I'm, should be bitter enemies plotting each other's deaths constantly, like Tom and Jerry. That's literally what it should I be. I think it's impossible. Like I, I guess get Tom people, and Pat. I get people like that have just been losing to Tom Brady for so long, like their teams, like you. Um, even though like you're not in his same division, so it could be worse. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like you got to respect him so much, and like. He's like since he's gotten to Tampa Bay, he's become infinitely more likable, and it's actually like because I used to like I used to be kind of in the same boat. You know, I never really had a grudge against him because I never like I didn't play against him or like um, the Bears didn't play against him. My team didn't play against him, mm-hmm. so I was never like ah oh, like screw this guy. Um, but I never like you know loved him because i was just like oh the patriots dynasty the palpatine um, <laughs> palpatine, palpatine and Dar- and darth vader yeah <laughs> literally so i but now since he's like screw that like i'm gonna go do my own thing and his first year doing his own thing he wins a super bowl like you gotta respect the hell out of that like that is just goat shit like that is I just agree. awesome um and i want to apologize to my girlfriend in advance when the chiefs and the bucks do go to the super bowl again um and <laughs> i'm clearly watching the game with her and the chiefs will probably win because they know that hopefully won't have the same bullshit going on as last year yeah. that i will probably destroy whatever place i'm living at at that time yeah, you're pretty confident that the I'm pretty confident. Repeat, we'll we'll huh? get to the whole AFC West too. Um well I mean we'll get to the whole AFC probably starting in a couple of weeks. But um yeah, so obviously Bucks defense still looking super strong. I mean they they had a great defense before Tom Brady even took over. Yeah, their defense is good. They and just got put in tough situations, I think, where they were just playing amazing offenses. Todd Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator. Absolutely. Um, you know. And the other thing, like, I like about the Bucks a lot, like, they're a team, too, that just prides themselves off of just, like, very inclusive hiring. Arians has always been active in, you know, hiring coaches of color, female coaches, which is just always a great team atmosphere to have. So, I that's another thing, like, I just respect the hell out of the Bucks organization. So, I, I, will, I will be, like, kind of backhandedly rooting for them in the NFC. Just because backhandedly rooting them because I'll be rooting against them. Yeah, and and I I mean for the fact that I have a team that's in the NFC. Yeah, I I will I do like the Buccaneers, (laughs) but I'm not bandwagoning. I'm not like that type of supporter. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I made a remark to our episode down bad back in February regarding how I thought there were literally only 50 Bucks fans before Tom Brady's era. Yeah. Well, did you see what he did to the ticket prices? He cut them in half. No. No, He literally, like, he gave them COVID. He, like, a hundred times, like, it changed from, like, their ticket sales. Like, I don't even know what it was, dude. Like, maybe 50 mil to, like, 400 million or something. It was, like, an insane leap, all because of Tom Brady, 100%. So, I mean, like we said, great defense. 
great offensive line, retained everyone. And I, I don't want to jinx them, but I mean, this feels like a, a special team again and one that could, I, that I would bet on going back to back and winning another Super Bowl, barring any injuries. Um, so, I mean, my prediction is, I mean, I think that the Bucks shouldn't have lost like two of the games they did last season. So they were 11 and five. Add to the fact they play an extra game. I'm going to take the over 11 and five. 11.5 every single day. I see them with like 12 or 13 wins this season. I was going to say the same thing. I definitely would take that over. I see them going probably 13 and four. Yeah. I mean, they're what they're predicting that the bucks are going to win two more games than the saints. Like, come on. Yeah. Which that's, that's pretty rough, honestly, especially after 75% of the, of the NFC South is going through a rebuild process. I mean, you got, yeah, you got to think like the bucks are going to lose one game for sure in uh, week 18 when they bench all their starters. So, I mean. They that, play the Chiefs you, again, too. Yeah, so they obviously won't bench their starters there. Yeah. That'll be – they play the Chiefs regular season? I believe so. Let me Do they play that, that week one? Is that what happens? They play a Super Bowl matchup week one? No, that's not that. So yeah, That would be so stupid. Right? I'm glad well, they don't. They've done that in the past, though. They have, and I think that's dumb. It's well, I know thing. in Madden, too, like, during your exhibition game, like when you first open the game, it's like Super Bowl, free Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, and like you, you play yeah. as the Super Bowl champs. It's super dumb. Um, yeah. Let me actually – I'm checking the Chiefs schedule right now. I take that back. Chiefs actually do not play the Bucks in the regular season. Oh, they played the entire crazy. NFC East. Nice. You're yep, lucky so there. I'm sorry. I take that back, guys. Jesus. The team that wins the Super Bowl, you guys get to play the NFC East? That's just wrong team that lost the super bowl well well made the super bowl you know what I mean? <laughs> made it, yeah okay um but yeah that's all i gotta say about the bucks honestly i i'm actually proud of myself for being somewhat a lot more in the middle as i was last time we had our show and i was adamantly angry about i mean you 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 weren't angry but you brought up the afc west with everything you said today yeah well with everything you said about the bucks Every sentence led to the AFC West. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that comparison I made actually wasn't. I did. Comparison. I did talk about the Bears, but it was like it was like a backhanded, like when I said about the backhanded uh, fanship thing. So yeah. It doesn't really count. So let's get to the NFC West. But wait, wait. So let's see. Okay. Our win. Our winner for that division for the NFC South. Buccaneers. Well, cl- yeah, clearly the Buccaneers. That, that, that's a no contest way. If you picked any other team, you clearly like are somebody who's a conspiracy theorist, or you just do not understand the game of football. Yeah, and and for or the lo- as far as the loser goes, I I honestly don't think any team's going to be like that bad. But I'm gonna Probably say the, the Falcons. Falcons. Yeah, yep, they're on prove it status. So I'm I'm taking the the other more established teams ahead of them. So. Okay, and that's completely fair. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so let's get to a conference that we actually can see a positive outlook on every single one of these teams this year, right? Let's do it. All right, let's start with the Arizona Cardinals. Brennan. NFC West, baby. Yeah, did I not say that? No, you didn't. So I just thought I would, you know, I just thought I would educate. Yeah, so, okay, so we're actually, yeah, we're doing two divisions tonight, guys. So we're also doing the NFC West, and we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals and – I think they're going to have a pretty gosh darn good season this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, so last year they were eight and eight. Um, this year they're projected at eight wins. Wow. 
Okay, so. Well, they always kind of got to lowball it and just put it like yeah. right in the middle because then at that point they're like, well, if we're wrong, we're wrong. Like that's pretty much it. That's crazy. I will, I'll get into what I think about that. But so we, excuse me, we have talked about Mr. the Arizona Young's Cardinals. I was burping. Oh. Um, <laughs> we have talked about the Arizona Cardinals on this podcast somewhat recently, I think when we went over our divisional predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was when I was kind of all over the place, you know, saying how much I didn't like or trust Cliff Kingsbury, yada, yada. Um, since then, I've kind of taken a step back and actually thought about the Cardinals position they're in, what position they have been in. I mean, this is a team that had the number one overall pick in the draft a few seasons ago. And before that, they had they picked Josh Rosen. Like, was he like number one or number two? I, I don't even remember, but I mean, the point of the story is this is a team that was the number one overall pick in the draft a few seasons, three seasons ago. Cliff has been there for all three seasons. I mean, they were pretty much in full rebuild mode from the start of his uh, coaching tenure. So, I mean, it was unfair of me to slaughter Cliff like that. Um, although I, I do think he's made some questionable coaching decisions in the past, especially when I, like for me as a Bears fan, when I keep finding reasons to give Matt Nagy another chance with the Bears, I think Cliff deserves more time. And this season, I do think the Cardinals are in the best position that they've been in since he's became the head coach to succeed. See, and this is the thing with Cliff Kingsbury too. He is such an offensive-minded head coach. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because even every year that he's been with the Cardinals, they've gotten better every single season. They have. They literally have. Last year, last year, uh, Kyler Murray started the season with uh, MVP caliber numbers and was looking like an MVP candidate. Right. But here's the thing with with Kingsbury, though. I genuinely think that if Arizona does not get to the playoffs this season, other than like, okay, say if almost every single key player gets injured, or if enough if enough injuries happen to where like it's just it's inevitable that they're not going to make the playoffs because of those injuries. I think Kingsbury's going to get fired. I definitely think that the the seat gets hot for Arizona if they do. It already is hot for them because they it, haven't made the playoffs because they're since. in Arizona. <laughs> no, but because although he's made the team significantly better, at least as far as regular season, he's adding wins. He's getting really good star players that can be like Kyler Murray, for instance, is a franchise player for the Arizona Cardinals, yeah. right? I think Kingsbury is solely responsible for that happening, along with bringing on DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, uh, you know, even on the line, like Rodney Hudson and D.J. Humphreys did. I just think that anybody can have a better regular season, but he consistently isn't making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, So what I think is, like, last year, you look at last season, they had injuries. Obviously, Kyler – you know, he, he got injured, shoulder injury. So that was like, what, what, after like week six. So he was kind of playing banged up for like the whole season. Right. He never, he never sat. So, I mean, that, and this was due just based on how much he was running. Like Justin and I think, Fields in the national championship. Yeah. So, and I think Kingsbury and the Cardinals have learned a valuable lesson from that. Um, from running Kyler so much because I mean I, Kyler avoided serious injury and you know 
long-term wise. And this year, I'm sure they'll take a different approach Mm -hmm. in their offensive scheme, you know, air raid or not, which is an interesting little fact is that the Cardinals actually don't have an offensive coordinator. So it's kind of, kind of a little weird thing. Cliff Kingsbury is literally head coach, offensive coordinator, but um, you know, Kyler, I don't think is going to run as much as he did in 2020. Um, I don't think so either. Part of that is due to other teams, you know, started to figure out how to defend him. Um, So, I mean, he had a lot of runs that were designed runs, but he also, you know, had those plays where he would scramble and pick up a bunch of yards. So I think keeping that aspect of his game in it is important, you know, allowing him the um, option to scramble. But, you know, I don't think this guy needs to be taken off as much as they were running him last year. I think that just puts him in a, in a tough position. Well, and here's the thing with Kyler Murray, too. As far as him not – okay, because he has a great depth in the backfield and a great receiving core. He's got two of the best receivers in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green. And then he's got James Conner as a running back, and same with Chase Edmonds, too. So he, he has so many options that he can go with here. He just needs to not keep it because, like you said, teams that have figured out how to defend against this guy – and it's only going to result in more injuries down the road, dude. Like, he just needs to, like, understand, like, hey, I got two of the best. Like, okay, so as far as A.J. Green, James Conner, Chase Edmonds, you know, they're pretty new additions. But, you know, DeAndre Hopkins should have been a hot receiver to pass to the entire season. There should have been no, no point. Sorry. Yeah, well, DeAndre Hopkins, the crazy thing is, like – One second, one second. Video's playing again. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, the crazy thing about DeAndre Hopkins is that last year he only caught, like, I think six touchdowns. Let me double check that. Well, that yep, still doesn't six change. Six touchdowns. That, 100, that... 115 receptions, 1,400 yards, and only six touchdowns. Like, that's kind of a crazy uh, – outlier right there so i think he's only going up from there and like you said they added aj green like i definitely don't think he's one of the best wide receivers anymore in the nfl um but that's still a guy that defenses have to respect he's a goaded wide receiver yeah he's they also drafted rondale moore who's like a super fast little guy that can burn defenses. So that helps open up the field as well. Um, their O-line, like you said, and their O-line's fine. I think they've got some better depth at O-line too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that their running backs are necessarily strong. They're not like a weak point, but they're nothing to like write home about. All um, I was saying is that they're just – they're options. Yeah, they're options. I agree. Um, they're I mean, plausible seen, options. We've seen Chase Edmonds can catch, James Conner can catch, um, and James Conner, you know, is one of those guys that last year they had what uh, Kenyon Drake. I think James Conner is a much better, you know, inside the five running back mm-hmm. to where they can run him instead of just running Kyler at the goal line all the time. Um, which I know there's there's very good plays that Kyler would he would be able to score on a lot, but I think defenses have are kind of starting to pick up on his game. So I, I think if the Cardinals are looking for a better season, I think Kingsbury has to kind of switch around the way he's been running the offense. Well, and this is just such an offensively heavy team 
It is. Here's okay. So my kind of prediction, at least as far as like the Cardinals with the AFC West or NFC West, um, I see this is going to be a huge battle between Arizona and San Francisco for that number one spot. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but I, yeah, I do we'll see, see. Well, okay, because here's the thing. I would consider, like, I would say that I have absolute evidence that this team has offensive weapons that are usable. Yeah. And I, I just, I want to see a very good teammate chemistry build up between this receiving core, this running back depth, and Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. I think that are, that itself is going to be a very powerful asset that this team is going to have, and I think that's going to be able to carry them into the number one spot in the NFC West. Yeah, I, th- I also think um, the defense is in the question because last year they were not good. Right. Um, they they were brought really over bad. J.J. Watt, who's also pretty old and very susceptible to injuries. Yeah, but I do think that adds in an extra body on the defensive line where you – like you gotta like respect JJ Watt if you're the offensive line like you're you're (laughs) you're putting like two guys on him for the most part so that opens a lot opens up a lot more um for the defense they they got rid of Patrick Peterson which I know that was one of the fan favorites but they brought in Malcolm Butler who I think is an upgrade at the position um they drafted Zayvon Collins it's year two for Isaiah Simmons who I loved last year but he didn't he didn't quite pan out, um, but he was also a rookie. So I think year two with him, I think those two guys could be like a a, a really good linebacker tandem. So I yeah. don't know. I'm I'm kind of excited for the Arizona team. I, I do think for my prediction, I think they are definitely going to go over eight wins. I think that's kind of a ridiculously low um, floor for them. But, you know, I think they could potentially blow that win total away by, like, two or three games. So. Absolutely. And I've always thought the Cardinals were just a cool team to, like. Yeah. But all, at the same time, if they <laughs> don't if they don't get more than, you know, eight wins, if they don't make the playoffs, they finish sub-500, you know, I don't know what this team does. I, if they well, can't make the season work. Of Kingsbury. I, I, don't, I would think so, but uh, at the same time, I'm a Bears fan, and – we I've seen what happens and you know a lot of times well I guess like you said Kyler Murray is a franchise quarterback and I think the French or the organization knows that um so I yeah I I actually would agree with you that they would definitely probably I would hope stick with their franchise quarterback over the head coach oh yeah dude no that that is without without question like Kingsbury's gone way before Kyler Absolutely. So I, I think I think the Cardinals though, I think they will they'll take a step up this year. I think they will, especially at least if they if they keep going in the direction that they're going in now. Okay, and I'm not saying at all that Cliff Kingsbury is a bad coach. I just want to reiterate that. I'm just saying the fact that he hasn't gotten them to the playoffs is kind of sketchy. Yeah. No, for I how, agree. For, for the good things that he's been doing for the team, it's just kind of sketchy that they haven't made it there yet. So yeah. I'm just saying. they haven't gone backwards since he's been their head coach. They've kind of gotten to that rut where they can't make it to the playoffs, but the regular season has gotten way better. So honestly added with the weapons that they have now, excuse me, they're going to keep going. Yeah. Until Kingsbury is gone, they're going to keep rising up. Yeah. Like I said, like 
three years ago, this team was like bottom of the league in record. Right. Like they literally had the number one overall pick. So you gotta you gotta take into the account that like the only reason that the Cardinals are in the position that they are right now of you and me saying like, oh, like Cliff Kingsbury is on the hot seat is because how great Kyler Murray has been since he's entered the league. Like he's been incredible. So if it wasn't for like how quickly he's adapted and become like a top, you know, five, top eight quarterback, we like Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't even be on the hot seat. I mean, they've done all, they've made all the right decisions in surrounding him and, um, you know, making, making the right personnel decisions. So if, if it wasn't for that, you know, I wouldn't even think he'd be on the hot seat, but you're, I think you are right. Um, if, if they don't make a run this year, I, I do think that Cliff, the seat does start to get hot for him in Arizona. Um, but I, I don't think, uh, I think this is a much better team uh, as of right now, as of middle August than it was middle August last year. Um, you know, they, they are, they might lose Larry Fitzgerald, which sucks because that dude was just absolutely caked up every single Sunday um, out there. Well, he's also getting up there at age. He's probably one of the oldest wide receivers in the league currently. You, you got nothing. You got nothing for what I just said. Said he was caked up. What did you want me to? What did you want me to say there? You you can't disagree, right? Yeah. I want you to look up Larry Fitzgerald ass or ass something right now and tell me I'm lying. Oh, Jesus, I'll repeat my search history. And, and while you do that, let me uh, transition this to our next team. Um, Bro, that popped up and like the like frequently searched. Oh my god. <laughs> Is your uh, your family looking up Larry Fitz aspects? But am I right or am I wrong? Or okay, I I'm right? pretty sure some of these are photoshops. I look at Google. <laughs> They're not. No, <laughs> bro is bro is rocking a Kardashian butt. I'm telling you, it looks like Tom Holland, but like a football player. <laughs> Pause. Oh, jeez. Brandon caught me in 4K. All right. I say, uh, what do we say we move on to the – let's do the Rams. How about the Rams? Yeah, I was actually just about to say it. I, I kind of wanted to keep that alphabetical order. I'm just – I'm very – That's what I was going with. So you're Okay, welcome. good. Thank you. All right. So, LA Rams, last year they were 10-6. and six. Um, This year they are projected at 10.5 wins by Vegas. Um, what do you – what do you think – about that Sean McVay is a great coach and I don't know because here's see I'm, I'm torn between this Matthew Stafford is a fantastic quarterback he was put in such a terrible situation with Matt Patricia and just being stuck with the Detroit Lions Matthew Stafford is a great quarterback I am so interested to see what he would do in LA with just a young team a young coach I just I don't know I feel like they're dipping this man in the fountain of youth and yeah. I just want to see – I'm so curious to see how the season is going to play out. Yeah. No, I – this team is – it's something. I mean, this is it's one of something. the – It's something. It's something. I mean, it's one of the toughest teams to predict, I think, right now in football. Um, McVay at the helm, obviously, you said great head coach. Fifth season at head coach, which honestly seems crazy. Like, that's – it's – doesn't seem like it's been that long he seems like um, he's right out of college 
Yeah, it does. So, I mean, there's a lot of new assistant coaches on the team, you know, which has been kind of a recurring thing for the Rams staff as like every other team wants to hire them because they're just all, all so good. So, yeah. I mean, but obviously, like you said, the biggest story in the off season was the Matthew Stafford trade. So they got rid of Jared Goff, their QB since 2016. Um, you know, Stafford is obviously a much more balanced, I would say confident QB. Um, you know, obviously it was the right move and it was a clear upgrade for the team. So their offense started off great with that. Um, they still don't have a first round pick for a long ass time and they haven't since Jared Goff, but you know, it's fine if you get players out of it like Stafford and Jalen Ramsey. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Matthew Stafford's real first name is John. Is his middle name Matthew? Yeah. Well, I'm glad he went with Matthew because it just sounds cooler. John Stafford. John Stafford doesn't sound bad, but Matthew Stafford just sounds cooler. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So well, that's just all we know. Yeah. They lost a lot of talented players in the offseason, I think. Um, and, you know, you can definitely notice the difference with the roster. So, I mean, the question for me here is like, how many wins can you gain? when you lose a lot of talent on your team, but then you gain a better quarterback, like it, the roster becomes very dependent on a few specific players. Like their top talent is doing the heavy lifting here. And we like, we saw that attempted by the Cardinals last year, you know, when all of a sudden when Kyler Murray gets banged up, you know, they struggled a lot. So there's only so far, I think relying on your QB can take you, you know, while I like Stafford a lot, you have to remember he's 33 years old. He's had a lot of injury issues. He's already re-aggravated his thumb that he had to have surgery on. So right. I, I don't know. I, I think 10 and a half is kind of a tall Generous. order for yeah. the Rams this season. As much as I like this team and as much as I like Sean McVay, love Matthew Stafford, they lost their starting running back already for the season, which hurts. But, you know, their defense is still – top tier it's still elite can keep uh, them in games but i, was, I don't know because uh, they're still keeping aaron donalds they're still keeping uh jalen ramsey like there's there's so many key defensive players right there that see rams the rams have been one of those teams where defense says all and you can prove that with the 2018 super bowl yeah they no, held Tom agree. Brady to like two touchdowns that entire game. First of all, I can't even say that was one of the most boring Super Bowls to watch. It might have been the most low scoring, but that's because defense was in that game. And yeah, the Rams scored that like sixteen to three, something like that. Didn't the Rams only score three points? Yeah, but they didn't let Tom Brady just go off on them like that, though. That's fair, but that's that's the thing that it, I think they're at least Rams getting with Matthew Stafford. That. Yeah, yeah, um, they're getting a quarterback that can stretch the field at least. Yeah, where Goff is just more of a checkdown guy. Like, I, I do think that they're gaining some explosiveness, but at the same time, like, I do understand that defense can win you championships. But as we've seen with teams like the Chiefs, like you can make the Super Bowl. You can go far the bills they don't necessarily have a fantastic defense but they like both those guys made the AFC championship one made the super bowl with arguably not that good of a defense so it's like you don't 
you have to put up points in this modern day NFL. And uh, while I think that they can, I just don't know how great that, you know, I don't know if this team is going to be like, I I definitely just, um, the point is I'm taking the 10 and a half under for the win total for this season. I can agree with that. I definitely do not think the Rams are going to be probably even top two in the NFC West this year. Yeah, I think I think that would be tough for them. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm definitely going to take that under two. My prediction is they're probably going to win, hmm, I'm going to say eight games this year. Yeah, I could see them going eight and nine or nine and eight. I really do. I mean, it's going to be under 10. Say they win 10. I mean, I'm still taking the under at 10 and a half. So yeah. <laughs> I still get it right. See, this is one of those things, like you said, it's the, they're a very hard team to predict, but yeah. we can at least predict that they're probably going to be in the under 10 and a half. So, yeah, I think so. All right, Brennan, should we move on to the city of love? San Francisco. Is that, is it the city of love? I, I don't know. I know that's one of the cities with like the highest STD rates in the country, but, um, <laughs> so this is, this is the city of love kind of, yeah. um, it's definitely not Seattle. It's just rain all the time. No, but definitely not. Definitely not. All right, Brennan, let's get to the 49ers, brother. So, first of all, new quarterback, mm. healthy healthy offense. New quarterback? Yes. I mean, just because they drafted Trey Lance doesn't mean that he's the starter week one. You don't think Trey Lance – well, not, not week one, but you don't think he's going to be taking over that team probably – like halfway through the season or even next year. Yeah, I mean, when you look at last year, the the injuries were just they plagued the 49ers. They were six and ten, uh, last place actually in the NFC West. I remember um, thinking that there wasn't going to be a team that finished under five hundred in the NFC West, and then the 49ers had to go and injure everyone on their team. So. But if it wasn't for that, if Jimmy G starts the whole season, I really don't think that this team would have finished in the last in last place. Honestly, wasn't um, Kyle Shanahan trying to kill Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah, I remember us talking about. That. <laughs> um, Did he put a hit on him or something? I, I don't yeah, know. something. Like I mean, that. it does seem like that they've just kind of given up on Jimmy G, which is fair. I mean, he's a very boring, like, very like. Got them the Super Bowl once two years ago, but that was the past. We're in the present now. Yeah, and that was kind of like, I don't know. It it, it wasn't like on Jimmy G, you know what I mean? No, it wasn't. But he he got put in a very unfortunate (coughs) circumstance last year. Jesus, man. I know. Um, These damn dogs in my house. But, (sighs) dude... Just so many injuries, man. That yeah. that was the one reason, in my opinion, that the 49ers were not good last year. That is the one reason. See, here's the thing. If everybody comes back this year, they're automatically like forget what I said about the Cardinals earlier. I think the 49ers should take that number one spot in the NFC West. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. I mean it's definitely possible. It is so possible because first of all, Bosa, Nick Bosa. It's probably Bo- one of the. Hmm? You mean Bofa? Bofa? Bofa Who's Bofa? Oh, he's not senior. Oh, model. you got me. You got me. No. <laughs> See the people that don't 
like really care for football this is the reason they watch the show is when we make like dirty ass jokes like that <laughs> seriously but no <sighs> i lost my train of thought but dude i just want to say like no I one said, that doesn't like football would make it this far into the show that's actually a very good point or they would just fast forward to the end we just like kind of talk about random bullshit before we close but like i said 49ers need a healthy ass team or they're not they're not going anywhere yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, one of the best offensive-minded coaches in the NFL. Maybe one of the best coaches. Um, year five, another coach that seems like it was just yesterday he was hired. Mm-hmm. They grow up so fast. Um, <laughs> they added Mike McDaniels at OC. He was actually on the team. He was their run, run game coach, which makes sense because over the last two seasons, they've been like, like top three or something in rushing yards per game. Now add in Trey Lance and Trey Sermon, odds are that number will go up. Um, I mean, we've talked about this before, but basically any quarterback that steps into Kyle Shanahan's offense is set up for a good chance at success like right away. Oh, so, absolutely. You cannot say a single 49ers quarterback is not a system QB immediately. Yeah. So, I mean, Trey Lance is an incredible athlete. I mean, he had the fastest 40 time among, among rookies, I believe, rookie quarterbacks. Um, and he's impressed so far in training camp. Um, but Shanahan has said that Jimmy G is going to be the week one starter. Um, but I mean, I'm not kidding when I say that like week two, week three, like Lance will be the starter. He's just that good. I I honestly, why are you giving me bullshit then? Well, because you said that they have a completely new quarterback, which is not true. Unless it's it's not completely new. Yeah, but. It's not like the Jaguars, or they actually just have a completely new quarterback, you know? Oh, oh, you mean like like starter week one wise? Yeah. Okay. Well, still, Jimmy G's kind of getting ushed out. No, I I do agree. I think Trey Lance is like a franchise quarterback, so they they got a good one be. in him. Yeah. He can be, um, but like we said, they've they've had their injuries. They have a great defense, but it was all injured. So I think everyone's kind of back healthy now. Um, they got a new defensive coordinator, um, inherits a great defensive roster. But I do think their biggest offseason move was not drafting Mac Jones. Remember when the whole pre-draft talk was like all centered around Mac Jones going at number three to the 49ers? Like, what a crazy-ass time. <clears throat> especially since that didn't happen yeah so like now jones is like the quarterback we hear the least about in training camp which could be a good thing i mean at least he's not zach wilson right now who's just getting obliterated by the media but trey lance is going to be great for the niners and could easily be just like a generational talent poor zach wilson we just have to feel bad for him i don't feel bad for him at all because if you remember when we were listing out our quarterback rankings back in April back in April I I told you I said that Zach Wilson will be a bust and so far it's looking like this guy knew what he was talking about but hey 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 we won't say that yet season we won't say that yet season hasn't started yet but my prediction in the end uh 49ers will really benefit I think from the last place finish in 2020 um because their schedule, I mean, obviously the NFC West is tough, but I think barring a freak injury season like last year, the team will be 
I think they could be like the comeback team of the year. I really do. I think they could easily best their 10 win total. Um, and I feel comfortable with taking that, honestly. I see 49ers. Okay. Assuming they have an entirely healthy roster. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. 13 and four. 13 and four sounds just disgusting, but I could see it. I definitely could. Um, no, that would, that would be awesome. I would love to see it, honestly. Right? I would. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the other team in the Pacific Northwest. I guess San Francisco's Pacific Northwest, right? They're, they're up it's, there. It's close enough. Bay, Bay Area. <laughs> Bay Area, yes. All right. Let's get to the, our Seattle Seahawks, the city of rain. And Russell Wilson, how, how long can you predict that you think he'll be on the Seahawks for much longer? Well, that's the craziest thing about this offseason. This was, I mean, last year they won the division, NFC West. They yeah. were 12-4. and four. They were by far the best team. Um, but, like, if I'm being honest, it feels like it, that didn't even happen because, like, they were a first-round exit in the playoffs to the Rams, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure they lost to the Rams first round of playoffs. So – this year, like the number is set at 10 wins for them. And the biggest offseason move was them obviously retaining Russ. Um, I mean, remember at one point where you thought he was, was going to go to the Bears? Yeah, yeah. The best two weeks of my life. Um, and then it became the worst two weeks of your life. Yeah. But then it, it, all, it all worked out in the end. But, you know, Pete Carroll is like one of my favorite head coaches. He's just awesome. Um, He's in like year 12, I think, with the Seahawks. So he's been there. He's been there for a while. But, you know, the the crazy thing about the offense was like, you know, the Seahawks almost came to the decision was like, do we stick with Pete Carroll, our longtime coach, or do we stick with our franchise quarterback, Russell Wilson, who – is it's not like Kyler Murray where he's got a whole career ahead of him. It's this guy has like a, you know, four, five years left maybe right. unless he's Tom Brady and can play till he's 50. Um, don't but, you don't know, even I, put that thought in my head, bro. <laughs> I, I think uh, the, the definite like standout for the off season was, yeah. Getting rid of that. The, all those rumors and putting it to rest and re-signing Russ. Absolutely. Um, or retaining him, I mean. But no, it it was uh it was definitely not a uh You okay, Matt? Yeah, sorry, I'm just It was not an uneventful offseason for the Seahawks, that's for sure. And I'm sure their fans were kind of shitting their pants, but um I think Russell Wilson, he was originally mad because they uh they departed with their offensive coordinator and Russell Wilson really disliked that because like, remember last year, how the whole um, debacle was like Pete Carroll wanted to run the ball a lot, but Russell Wilson wanted to uh, throw it like let Russ, let Russ cook was the motto, but, the motto of the team. So it now was trending on social media every single Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So now speaking of Rams coaches leaving and going elsewhere, they they've got, Shane Waldron, who's their new offensive coordinator, came in from the Rams. Right. Um, now, obviously, McVay is the mastermind behind a lot of the Rams' play calling, but you know, Waldron brings in that same style for the Seahawks, um, which within his with his four years in LA, 
brought like three top 10 passing offenses, three top 10 rushing offenses. So he's bringing over a a good resume. Um, So, I mean, I think it puts Russell Wilson in an interesting and a good spot for success where I think they're going to start like getting kind of cute with it instead of just like running it up the middle every time with Chris Carson and then Russell Wilson having to do everything and just chucking it downfield with no sign of life. Brennan, that might be just be the best analysis I've ever heard of this team. <laughs> Thank you. I just went on a total rant. Yeah, go ahead. Go, pat yourself on the back. I'm watching right now. Pat yourself. Thank you. There, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. There you go, yeah. No, I, I actually completely agree with you because, yeah, I really I, – I seriously have no notes. That was – Yeah, I stole everything out of, out of your mouth, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, I mean, you know, since they won their division, they get stuck with the harder schedule, which is obvious. Uh, the first half is pretty brutal. And I, I see them – I see kind of a little bit of headbutting going on between Carroll and um, Waldron coming in. Right. But, I mean, I, I – so we might see kind of a shaky Seahawks offense to start the season. But well, the good thing is they're committed to it. They're committed to Russ. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the whole 10 total win thing, I think I could see them hitting it. Okay. And yeah, here's the thing too. It's not like they had an entirely crazy off season aside from retaining Russell Wilson, like you said earlier. Right. So we Mm -hmm. saw like just complete change with the Rams, with the Cardinals, if they're getting a harder schedule because they were the division champs last year, who's to say they won't be able to do it again. Right. No, I agree. I mean, so, I, I mean, it, Russ is still in his prime. Obviously, he's still a great quarterback. Right. But it's like <clears throat> this team didn't really do much in the off season to become a lot better, in my opinion. So, because it's, it's not like the Bucks where they were just able to retain every single starter. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I mean, it, it's one of those things where they they were also one of like had the least or second least amount of draft picks I think in the draft I think they had like three honestly yeah so that's that doesn't put them in a fantastic position um to you know upgrade spots with rookies but I don't know I I I still see them being good enough especially having Russell Wilson on your team to getting 10 wins he's the best quarterback in this uh division by far oh yeah well not by far but you know, for now, as I think far he as is a vets, tier ahead. Yeah. As far as league vets, you know, I think he's a tier ahead of the rest of the quarterbacks in this division. Well, because when you put him against Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, and Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously he's going to be the one that's going to be shining in the light. So yeah. I'm definitely going to agree with you that they are going to go um, – they're, they're definitely going to go positive. That's that's yeah. without question. So the, agree. the fact of the matter is how many wins do you think they're going to get? Um. Is my prediction right now eleven and six? I could see eleven and six. I guess if I took the over at ten, that means I can't say ten and seven. But I really think that I don't see them going ten. I I would agree with you eleven and six. Well, isn't it weird how you know we thought the NFC West was going to be one of the best divisions in the NFC, right? And well, last year they were they started off like it was going to look like that, and they were very competitive for the most part throughout the season. I mean, all those teams finished close to 500. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we do our predictions for these teams, and 
from every team that we've done tonight, Tampa Bay is the one where it just seems like astronomically better than any other team. Like it's not even like you're right. Obviously, they were going to be the they're going to have the best record out of any of those other seven teams that we did tonight. But it's not like there was there wasn't there was there was a ton of distance between what their record is projected to be at compared to the rest of every other team that we covered tonight. And here we are thinking like if you consolidate all the NFC West teams and you just get like an aggregate total of like what you think their wins are going to be, obviously they're going to outshine every other conference in the NFC most likely this year. And then the Bucks are clearly just going to dominate still. And that pisses me off to think about that because statistically speaking, and when you put every single one of those players and coaches in the NFC West up to that, you would think they would just be so much of a better conference that they would have such a better chance of winning. And you can't even think about that. Yeah, that's an interesting point because, I mean, say you take the L.A. Rams and swap them with the Atlanta Falcons. like They're, they're inst- automatically last in that division. Yeah, and the Rams, like, automatically, I think, contend right away. Um, definitely contend for that number two spot. I think they e- easily get it. Right. Um, but I think, like, that's instantly better competition than any other team that the Buccaneers face, I think, this year in their division. Right. So, as far as my a- NFC West rankings go, I'm going to say this. I want you to bear with me here. I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers are number one. Mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks, number two, Arizona, number three, and Elliott, number four. What do you think of that? And that's a like very it. competitive number four. Yeah. No, I, I do. I like it. It's so tough. Ah, let's see. That's what sucks about the Rams. Like you said earlier, like they're an impossible team to predict right now. Yeah. I say I think the 49ers are very good. But I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna choose them to win the division. I think I'm gonna choose the Seahawks one more year. I'm gonna go Seahawks, and I'm gonna go Arizona, and I'm gonna okay. go 49ers and then Rams. The first time we've disagreed tonight. Yeah, I just I I'm putting my money on the Arizona Cardinals this year. I think they're gonna be good. I wouldn't be surprised if they finished in first place, just because I think that roster got a lot better. Um, and the Seahawks just kind of stayed a little stagnant. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, well, because you made a great point earlier how they made almost no changes in the offseason and it did not help their team in the slightest. Yeah. So, aside honestly, from resigning Russ, I could, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams. Okay. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to be a little crazy. Okay. Go off, Quinn. This is a little bit to drink tonight, you know? Yeah. All right. And it's not like any of our opinions matter anyway. No. I'm just speaking speaking into the void right now. All right. So that would conclude our football talk, sadly enough. I think that went well. I think Um, it did too. I was rocking a half chub the whole time just thinking about it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, You want to (laughs) see? No, I'm good. Thanks for Uh, asking, though. That's very polite of you. But, dude, these these next 28 days are going to be the longest 
days ever. Football season is just a happier time in America, in my opinion. Oh, my God. It's just awesome. It is like you get that crisp fall air. It's sweatshirt weather. You got some bonfires going on Friday nights, and you got college football on Saturdays, and you got NFL yeah. on Sundays. And it I'm is not just swasting my ass off just yeah. every second I step outside. It's not, not even murdered by bugs. Okay. It's not that either, but. The Sunday scaries kind of go away when there's football on TV. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. They get they get shoved down deep. You know what I mean? Well, and, and then and then they all resurface like mid February after the Super Bowl, and then it's like the worst few months of your life, and you're just severely depressed for like you know a month or two, and then and then it starts warming back up, and you get some some other sports coming. But well, and this is our first football season in 15 years where we don't have school the next day. We just go right Dude, to work. Crazy. It right? is crazy. We won't be doing homework during NFL Sunday anymore. You don't have to worry about those projects. You don't have to worry about those papers. You don't have to worry about those tests. You got to study board. You don't got to worry about bullshit homework assignments. Like we yeah, just got to work. Just got to worry about all the deadlines and shit you got to do the next day at work. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. But uh, anyways, you sit back. You have a couple of bed lights. You watch some NFL football. You come back on Wednesday. You do a podcast. That's how it's going to go. Talk about some football, recap some guys hitting guys. Absolutely. But Can't speaking wait. so although football is around the corner, baseball is still going on. And guess what's going on this weekend? What's that? Your boy is going to Kansas City to watch the Royals play the Cardinals. Wow. For his two year anniversary with his with his other half. Nice, nice. Yep. I am so excited. We have the best seats you could possibly think of i'm so excited like literally going to, yes actually really nice yeah a couple rows up but uh like going to coffin stadium getting a burger and a miller light that's the best thing you could ever think of on a saturday night dude and it's just gonna be so good i'm going to uh i'm jealous yeah so i'm just gonna spend the whole weekend down there i'm going to um power and light district friday night probably going to a country club plaza saturday during the day Ooh. so I'm, I'm i'm living that kook life i don't know i know you don't watch outer banks but the rest of the people that listen to the show do that, that means i'm gonna derogatory. be dressed, kook as in dressing really not like that's like the rich faction in outer banks oh okay it's country club plaza like apparently i've been told by a lot of kansas city natives myself included who used to be one but if you go to country club plaza i obviously can't be wearing what i'm the shirt that i'm wearing right now um because i'm dealing with like like Patrick Bateman, stockbroker, Jordan Belfort types down there, just like the one percent of Kansas City, just shopping for a couple hours. But I got to dress really nice for it. I'm actually really looking forward to it. That sounds. It it started up here for me and just gradually went down in enjoyment. I, I tried to make that as worse sounding as possible for you. I was going to say that conversation was going on. Yeah, you made it sound really preppy and kind of shitty. So. That's exactly what the place is. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to love every second. I'm going to just be like, mm, look at me. It's fair. Drinking my goddamn Starbucks coffee. Yeah. Enjoying life. But yeah, so I think that is our show, brother. That's all I got. Yeah. And uh, to our audience, I've had to uh, go to the bathroom really badly for the last half hour. And As do I, I haven't said a word about it until now. So yeah. Obviously, this show will not be up on YouTube because uh, radio stations don't care about Brendan nor I, and they're not going to listen to this. So nope. I'm not going to put this up on YouTube, but I will go ahead and throw this out there. We do have an Instagram, Spicy Things a Podcast. No, Spicy Things a Pod. 
at Instagram. And we have a Gmail. It's by things at podcast at gmail.com. Email your boy some stuff. Guys, I will do fan shout outs. But you guys got to send more emails because content yeah, I'm looking at it. right now. Let's, let's, do some through it. let's do some shout outs. Fuck no, it. Let's do some shout outs. Let's do some shout outs. Because y'all, y'all the, the emails I'm looking at are kind of trash. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just getting shit posts. People sending me just nonsense. So <laughs> that's, that's literally it, bro. That's our show. I'll see y'all next week. See you guys. I'm going to talk about my trip the entire time. But yeah, see you guys. Blown away by Crabtree's hands and his ability to suck in these balls.